What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 78. This is the August 2022 episode, and we are sitting down with the uh, the full crew this morning. We have TCC President Rob Roach, Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Good morning. Good morning, baby. everybody. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. It's happening. It's been a while since I've been here. In, per- in person, at in least. Person. Yeah. 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 That's true. We had you on the, That's true. On the That's phone true. last time. You were party party prepping. Phone a friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home. I think you were in Mexico, right? And then you missed the other one because yes. you're you're party planning. Yes. Big big uh, big summer over here. Big you're busy, Hav. Busy summer for me. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide suits you well. We did pipe him in, though. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, went, yep. I was in the last one. Yeah. FaceTime. Yes. You're our lifeline. Phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> came, out pretty, came out pretty good to it. Like the phone right here. You, yep. you can actually see it pretty well. Perfect. Worked out, worked out well. I like that. We're going to have to pipe him in from the concierge level or first class <laughs> uh, seat, you know, in the plane next time. Yep. Yeah. Over the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. That'd be, that'd be something. Yes. Oh, be something. Not far with that technology, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's mid August. It's, been extremely hot. So not so hot today, which is nice, but it's been uh it's been hot. Heat wave, drought. Yep. My lawn is thirsty. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I, think, say I think it. everyone's <laughs> is, unfortunately. Yep. The humidity is low enough too where you don't walk outside and yeah. you know, afros pop out. But lately it's been really nice. Almost feels like September weather, you know, just the last few days. Thank God. The the heat wave's over. Nicole's not spray tan this time. We're nope. just talking about. Yep. So I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to have, you know, then you guys would have to match and shades and all that. No, no. We're, just, we're not we're, doing that. We're yep. all natural. Yeah. We're all natural here. Yep. <laughs> we have the black half of the table over here. Yeah. You guys missed the black, black on black memo. I yeah. still think that's black. I don't yeah. believe it. This is navy blue, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm gonna call it. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> you be the that's judge, black, right? navy blue. Okay. We could that's take a like poll the, later. Oh, that was a viral gold. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the viral thing? Yeah. Whether it was gold or blue. Was that what it was? Or gold blue, or black? Blue Something or, like that? Yeah, I don't remember. Blue or gold? I don't remember yeah, what it, it was either. Well, not that but you this could, is a lot clearer. That's obviously well, I was gonna navy say, blue. But you... <laughs> <laughs> obviously. I mean, come on, AJ. <laughs> of all people. Uh, yeah, we're going to bring that back. You know, that would be an interesting uh, little poll. Put yeah. up side by side. Uh, see how people's perception of color really... Uh, we just got to really take a close is. up of that and how people judge for themselves. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we, get, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that going over. We'll get a, We'll get a, We'll get a picture taken. <laughs> oh, we don't need a picture. I'll just. You know what? We'll walk around the office. I'll take a poll. Right. Uh, nice and easy, right? Deal. Deal. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it's uh, it's mid August. Been hot not only here but uh, in Europe. So we're hearing about a lot of potential concerns and things going on. I'm starting to hear some companies making public stances on things like the Rhine River being super low. We've been talking about for I guess a couple months now. I think it's the second or third podcast we've talked about it on. Um, but that's something that we're hearing a lot about and starting to make some impacts. Obviously, we'll make a bigger short-term impact right now in Europe, um, but we're expecting to see some concerns here with U.S. supply on different products coming into, coming into Q4. I think it's been a lot of summers now that this has been an a ongoing concern. So obviously back in that season where that's uh, it's going to play a role in supply chains, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, not only um, in Europe, but elsewhere in the world we're seeing weather being a major factor in supply chains. And... Uh, it has been, you know, and, and, and will be. And um, on a good note that we haven't had any major hurricanes. It's been really quiet. So um, so that's been good so far. And uh, But we're going into the most active part of the year. As far as uh, Europe goes, I mean, there's 
a dry Rhine, dry rivers systems in general, and also uh, a major cutback in gas from you know Gazprom and Russia. So uh, it's it's really hasn't matriculated because of the uh, lack of demand, both uh, domestically in Europe and, and Asia. Um, also, I think people saw these issues coming and, and maybe backfilled their supply chains from Asia is what we're hearing. We're hearing a little tidal wave of product from uh, China and elsewhere to to Europe uh, to, you know, sort of fix these uh, or help to fix with these issues. So they're not hurting right now on supply, but the uh, everybody's sort of predicting that as we get into the fall and, and winter and gas becomes more of a, a heating, a necessary heating issue that those issues will come to the surface more. Yeah, you're hearing companies figuring out what else they can use as raw materials or cutting back or even probably starting to shut plants down. So it's going to be, I think, an interesting couple couple weeks, really, and a couple months as that we get into that season. Yeah, we're sort of already waiting for some major, you know, uh, issue to, to, to break the, to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. It just hasn't really happened yet. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's certain regions in France that get their um, raw materials, their oil and gas, et cetera, from Tunisia or, you know, from Africa as well. So it's not all, you know, Germany is, is certainly impacted by the Russia and, and, and Eastern Europe by Russian gas supply, but elsewhere, they're sort of, you know, literally on an island, you know, like Great Britain or in on the peninsula, <clears throat> you know, North uh, Norway and Finland and things like that, that they don't necessarily have these issues. But um, mainland, uh, you know, Germany, Eastern Europe, they're they're definitely impacted. And, and there's we've heard, you know, quite a few force majeures in Eastern Europe as well. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? They're looking for like supply in the U.S. or stuff in like Mexico, or Latin America. Like are people worried about? European supply and looking elsewhere is it not really trickled down this far yet? It's already it's already it's already looking that way, you know, because this is an ongoing thing. It's gonna be in three years or four years of the same problem. Yeah. So they're looking elsewhere already. And so it's, it's it's part of the looking for other supply chains. It's part of the game now. Yeah. That's a good point because we've been talking about the Rhine River for the last whatever three years we've been doing this. This has been a reoccurring theme. So yeah, I don't think very, this is a surprise so. to many many people. Yeah, we were just talking like they they built these special barges that have a low draft that can go on little to no water, but even those can't be loaded anywhere close to 100%. So despite them trying to fix it, unless you can find more water to fill the Rhine River with, that you know I don't I don't know how else to alleviate the problem. I mean, just dredge it. Simple. Yeah, I mean, yeah, easy. easy. <laughs> how hard could it be? Yeah, <laughs> manufacture more rain. Yeah, no, they had a uh, hovercrafts Chem a couple of years ago, didn't they have hovercrafts a couple of years ago moving stuff around? I mean, they could only put so much on it, but I remember them thinking about it. Yeah, like yeah. those like those air boats with the big big fan in the back, yep. moving oh. one pallet at a time. <laughs> That's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> It'd take a while to get a million tons moved that yeah. way. Quite yeah. tedious. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think we we sort of shot right over Asia, which is in worse shape demand wise and and you know overall than than even Europe is at this point. You know, I don't know what is going on in China, um, but their zero COVID policy is not working. Yep. And maybe, you know, they seem to always have a plan. You know, maybe they've got some plan. There's this uh ruffling of feathers in Taiwan going on as well and I don't know what the goal of that is, but you know, it's a you know, obviously, to it's obviously baiting China into some some action here, and uh, and they're known to have action and reaction. 
Yep. So it's a little scary. I don't. I think last time, I don't know if it was the last episode or if it was just kind of in between, we've been talking about like freight rates getting a little bit better and availability to China. I know Javier, you're probably seeing it more yep. with shipping a lot in America. Um, have you guys seen issues there? Has it been okay recently? It's been, supply it's, side? Supply side has been better, and, and we see the prices coming down every week. Yeah. Like a free fall. I don't know. So on freight? No, on the prices. On prices in general. Freight's been pretty flat, I think, since our last yeah. podcast. I was yeah. freight anyway. But yeah, a lot of things. I think just because the demand in China is so weak, and uh, you know they're just trying to dump stuff wherever Move they can. So yeah, there, there's uh, you know this exception to certain products like you know for instance, Dyson and Dynamite. The producers are shut down right now for the uh, you know there's there's environmental regulations. So um, you know that's kind of staying flat. But a lot of other things are just starting to tank a little bit um, price wise. So it's kind of twofold that there's some concerns with industry in China using raw material. That's been a problem. But the flip side of that is supply going elsewhere out of China has, or I guess, ironically improved because there's no or less demand within within Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's there's recession going on. You know, Asian recession, European recession, and and to some extent U.S. recession. Yep. And it's you know we're just sort of getting this the COVID hangover is is lingering and um, you know and the Fed's doing a seems to be a decent job in, in combating the inflation and the stock market has turned around and the housing market took a dip but it's starting to rebound and you know I don't know how long they can keep printing money and, and, and prompt all this up but they're they're certainly trying and um, but you know demand seems to be stable US um, People are fulfilling contracts and uh, and still making stuff, especially in certain sectors like construction. It's still very good, and uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll see how things go. If if things tend to pick up in Europe and Asia, uh, things will certainly balance out very quickly, and those pr- the free fall in prices will stop very quickly and and it'll rebound very quickly as well. Yeah, yeah. I heard an interesting take. I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. Like production is still high, even though it seems like. Maybe on our side, like it's been a little bit slower with, you know, downstream purchases. People are saying that plants are still running and they're moving through stuff. They just had a lot of inventory, so they're kind of burning through inventory before looking to restock plants, whether they had totes on the floor, or whatever the case might be. So, I guess it made a lot of sense. I mean, people have been kind of overstocking their raw material inventory for a long time. They're trying to bring that back to normal levels, so they're still running at plants, even though maybe our business looks a little bit slow because people just aren't restocking those high inventory levels which I thought that was interesting like yeah there's there a lot of panic buying over the last couple of years and yeah. i think people are starting to work through that Get that through, inventory now bring it back to what you know normal levels yeah and going back to our last podcast <clears throat> we called it a wobble yeah you yeah. know because even august at tcc is stronger than july you know so july was seemed to be that month where exactly the scenario you just portrayed is it panned out they you know supply chains were extremely long they didn't know if they were going to have the raw materials so they pre-ordered a lot it all showed up yep. all at once and uh and and demand slowed a little bit so you know and a lot of times the buyers are seeing things like uh you know the oil prices come down which which rebounded again today and, and natural gas prices are up quite a bit again uh this week but um they're they're betting on lower prices and uh and so are we, you know, to some extent. We're not we're not going to keep boosting our inventory uh, with uh, lower prices in the future. Right, right. I guess that's a big question, too, what's what's made along the Rhine River that may be affected, you know, whether it's 
something you're buying from the Rhine River to understand where the other offsets come from or if it's upstream or downstream of you kind of making sense of how that's going to impact everyone's business, I think would be a big question mark. Yeah, and what position you are on the Rhine River makes a difference too, where you are on it because, you know, certainly, uh, you know, the upper reaches are, are drier than the lower, you know, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, there's going to be not just uh, the weather impact but the gas impact coming out of the EU and uh, we'll see. I mean, that should really uh, start September, October, when they prioritize the gas uh, to consumers. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting next month, next two months while that all shakes out, I think. Definitely. Um, we were talking about the energy price a little bit before. It's kind of a mixed bag. You know, natural gas prices in the U.S. are up about 22% over the last 30 days, but crude oil is down 7%. Stock market's up significantly over the last 30 days. So been an interesting last couple of days on uh, looking at, you know, energies in the stock market. It's think been kind of an interesting pattern it is it's 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 wobbling for sure you know things are you know it was it, we, we saw a low on the stock markets in june and uh somewhat of a rebound um consumer demand is still relatively strong um so but people just don't have the free cash in their pocket to just go spend like crazy like they did you know covid post covid right. uh and and so i think that retail is going to take a hit but i think we'll still have a strong christmas season Hard thing about Christmas, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, right. I don't, yeah, I don't, really, Rob. Usually, well, that's my job. I know it's cold. Well, we've got our we've got our Christmas <laughs> gifts. We've got our yeah. We've got our Christmas gifts. Nicole did a great job already getting those in place. So uh, you got Christmas to in the August. inventory, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> with the long supply chains, we have our Christmas gifts now <laughs> in September. Yeah. Well, but I mean, to your point, you're right. I've seen a lot of people cut back spending. I forget where I heard it, but the de- that discretionary income that people are no longer getting from whether it was the stimulus money or um, just the uh, cost of increase of, of goods across the board um and i'm curious to see what uh how travel um you know air travel is gonna do if people are going to opt That's out been a with, nightmare. well and it's been a nightmare but right. have you seen how expensive flights are flights are so expensive and there you can't always like direct flights are hard to come by right um so for a family of four i mean depending on where you're going you're looking at easy probably close to two grand round trip you know and when it plus the cost of food lodging all of that i mean it's just which is also very expensive I right mean, you know they're not they're not messing around when it comes to food nowadays you yep. know i got a family of six and when we go out <laughs> the bill is shocking at yeah. times you know it is but i mean but to your point like what you know i think we're gonna see going forward um you know a lot of people cutting back certain discretionary items because of of the expense associated with it I saw an article the other day that someone said that it's actually gotten more economical to eat at restaurants because restaurants don't change their menu prices as fast as like groceries do. Like groceries have gotten so much more expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on the restaurant, obviously, but in, <laughs> in some cases it, it's been almost cheaper or the same price to go eat out and let someone else cook than to do it yourself. If, you know, between groceries going bad and how much food costs and stuff now, it's that was an interesting take. Yep. Just have to start <clears throat> start flying private, I guess. It's, I mean, it's almost the same <laughs> <Yeah>. price. <laughs> right, Javi? Uh, no, not a bad idea, you know. This has to turn into the Joe Rogan uh, podcast, <laughs> you know, in terms of popularity, and then we'll fly private uh, everywhere. <laughs> promise. Oh. oh. <laughs> I we promise. All heard it. We all heard it. <laughs> yeah, quick flight to you get on the, get on, you know, fly to Quonset, get right to Mexico, <laughs> be, a nice, be a nice short flight. Yep. Four hours, you there. Yeah, simple, simple. Um, speaking of Mexico yes how are how are things in uh, south of the border 
Uh, pretty good. I was there a couple of weeks ago for the Latin American coding show. It was a successful show. Probably one of the best trade shows I've been in Mexico. I've been to the Plastimaje. I've been to the UTEC. I've been to many, many of them. But this one was people were out and about, happy to be there. I mean, understanding the, the schedule of events at these Latin American trade yeah. shows, I, I I would be happy too. <laughs> yes. We we gotta we gotta bring some of this. Have you ever been to one of these trade shows with Javier? You was telling me about it. Sounds interesting. Yeah, we gotta it's we gotta bring some of these these yeah, trends to the U.S. At noon and and about seven. Like so. the show like the show floor opens at noon. The show floor opens at noon. So okay. they've gotten smart about it that's, down there. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So so you want to increase attendance at shows? This is this the, is how you do and, it. And the booths start flowing at one p.m. The booths start flowing. You know, the every everything beers, wine, you name it. Four bars of the. It was crazy. You know, it's such it, an interesting <laughs> concept. Like, what, interesting. like who, whose idea was that to say, "Hey, I think this will get great trade show attendance." Like, let's try I mean, this. It like, clearly, I, clearly, I was going to say it works, yeah. but and, who and, had that and idea? it was good because getting around Mexico City is hard. It's getting harder and harder, and you have to plan your day very, very well because of the traffic. It's horrible. So in one place, you got to see everybody. So that was perfect for me. It was, it was really, really good to see. Friends, suppliers, customers, competitors, everyone was there. It was, everyone was there in a short period of time, so it was a really good show. And I haven't seen a lot of people in three years, uh, three, two years, so it was, it, was, it was good to see people, so, so it was a successful show. On the business side, business is still strong. Uh, inventories are high. Um, they're planning They're planning for, for another year inventories. They're starting planning for that. Uh, but but things are good. They they, they are they are waiting for for a lag on 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 demand um, because of the U.S. Um, but but yeah, things are good overall, uh, and and we're getting new customers, new suppliers, always looking for new new people. So that that's always good. And and the U.S. is a very attractive place for 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 suppliers. You know, they're always looking at the U.S. You know, because the U.S. is the U.S. You know. Yep. So that short lead times, I'm always amazed how short the lead times yes. going to are from the U.S. is yes. Latin America. Yeah. Does Latin America rely heavily on Europe for supply like we do, or is it more? More U.S. But I mean, is it more Asia versus Europe? Asia. Yeah, more, more Asia than Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But demand is good. People are optimistic. Yeah. And another problem is the inflation. Uh, I mean, it's expected the inflation is worldwide. Uh, we have inflation of 6.8% in Mexico. 8.2 in Brazil and a shocking 51.7 percent in Argentina. Wow! Um, and never wild. mind Venezuela; it's a 500 percent. Just to mention, I think that's a low wow. estimate. That's a low estimate. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think I think they're wrong, but uh, not a lot of consistency through there. No, no, no. What's what's happening in Argentina? Why is it over 50 percent? Uh, the government, the government is making it difficult to, to do business there. It's just new regulations. They're protective, protective the, the the industry, but it's just making it very difficult to to other people to enter the business. Mm. Yeah, didn't you say they're trying to like prioritize domestic supply? Yes, but it's, and not regional, really. but it's not working. Yeah, you got to have the integration, you know, in production. Yeah, to prioritize it first, you right. know. Yeah, and they're they're they're. they're they're not basic in not not very basic many things, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Not exactly centrally located to make it easy to get no. stuff in and out of no. anything. It's a, it's a strip. Yeah. Mm. But sounds like, I mean, other than inflation, things are. Yeah. Th- things are good overall. Things are popping, so I'm happy. And my WhatsApp is B 
busy. WhatsApp moving. What what WhatsApp me? Yeah, my WhatsApp is busy. So uh, you got a you got a shiny new iPhone. So you, I, you I got a new yeah. iPhone. So yeah. I'm happy. Big day. Nice big orange. Day. It has, Case a, it has a really good battery, so I'm very happy. <laughs> so Keep I can be on WhatsApp all day. So I, I, I'm I'm very happy with my new phone. That's What's the best upgrade. But the new phone is the battery life. The battery life is a oh. game changer. Game Which one changer. is that? I got the 13. Oh, wow. I'm still on a 10, I think. Jeez. I was running. No, you're not. You're not. There's no way. It's a 12. No, no, so. no, I, I don't I know. That's a 14. That's a 14. I think AJ had. I think AJ had one of the oldest phones. Yeah, Cindy oh, said so, I set some kind of record. I had. I was charging my phone still twice works, a day. Right? I mean, it still works. It still works. I was charging my phone twice a day. Ah. And I have the extended battery life, so I was, I, I, I was, I was, so I was like, and you don't have a Mophie on that, so you don't have no, no extra battery. No, no need, no doesn't need, need it. Huh? No, no wow, need. it runs up to two days. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, they don't they don't make Mophie in orange, so Javi wouldn't. Javi wouldn't uh, know. Yeah, orange is my favorite color, by the way. <laughs> that we know. If you walk yes. uh, anywhere near Javi, he's got his uh, the orange phone, the orange laptop case. Yep. You know, everything's orange. Yep. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, he put a he put a ten ten paragraph proposal to Cindy on why he needs a new iPhone. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> she accepted it. She, accept, she accepted. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was good. It was hard, but she's I, a tough gatekeeper. Yeah, tough gatekeeper. She's tough. She's tough. Uh, Collect, collections and iPhones just hold, hold those things. <laughs> hold those things tight. Um, I think that kind of summarizes. I mean, the the key key bullet points that we've we've been talking about here recently. I don't know if anything else is. Yeah, I mean, we might touch on something that we've been talking about a lot lately is the inefficiencies of, you know, of companies. You know, it seems like uh, workers are uh, resigned, you know, <laughs> to say the least. It's uh, crazy amounts of turnover. Like, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable that we're we're dealing with somebody and getting good results, and then they make a business decision to cut that whole department maybe or replace or and sometimes it's the employee but a lot of times it's the company the and uh you know the old uh business strategy from Europe of cost cutting is having severe impacts on uh efficiencies and uh it's getting frustrating honestly you know we've we 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 take a lot of pride in retaining our people and having them become professionals and experts at the jobs that they have and do and and we've been lucky enough to do that and it's it's really frustrating to deal with companies that that prioritize cost over you know good service and that seems to be the standard yep. in our industry now which is a shame you know and uh it's there's no there there is a reason why employees are frustrated. It's because they're abused and 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 these you know companies come in and they just uh, cut 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 and take away everything and you know, and I honestly think that the work from home thing is uh, a real downfall for the employee. People think, oh, it's great, you know, I can work from home, and what companies see is the lack of efficiency coming from their employees that are working from home and then they figure out ways that they don't need them anymore and they just cut them out. And I think that people who are pushing the work from home thing are really doing harm to the, the average employee because, uh, you know, when we think about it, oh, so somebody wants to go work from home, well, I'll only pay them for the order they process because I don't, I don't see them every day. We're not working together being entrepreneurial and rising up the business together they're just being an island on their own say processing an order so well that order's worth 80 bucks 
Now, how many orders did you do today? You know what I mean? So people are like, well, I want my lifestyle. I want to sit at home and I want to walk my dog and do my laundry. And they don't realize that it's not growth. It's not supporting the growth of the company. And the company figures out ways to make it worse for them. Yep. You you have your lifestyle improve, I suppose. But I don't know. I've always been a creature of habit. I got to show up to work. I like the the challenge. I like working, you know, on a Friday afternoon. You cut out and that beer tastes so good because <laughs> you did your job, yep. you know. So, yep. You know, or, I just, or a Monday. Or a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing wrong with that. Nothing the, wrong with that. The 10 a.m. Monday beer when you're working at home <laughs> doesn't quite hit the same. <laughs> you see Apple this morning came out and said he got to return to work at least three days a week. Uh, you know, Elon Musk, he's, he's, a, he's yeah. a crazy guy, but he said, hey, if you're not working in the office, you're not working. I, I kind of agree. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know. What did he say? You, you have to work 40 hours in the office and then you can work from home? Something exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, I that's like what it. we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have communicated with every single one of you from 8 to midnight, maybe even after with Javi, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> at any time. You know, I'll wake up sometimes stressed about something 3 o'clock in the morning on work. I mean, I don't promote, I don't want anybody to live that particular lifestyle but if you're passionate about what you do yeah. if you like what you do if you love what you do it's not work it's it's part of the game yeah. and and so anyway i just uh you know i just wanted to mention that because it's not only you guys it's our people and customer service and sales and logistics it's like i mean we do truckers that are like yeah i'm sick i don't feel like coming into work today you know like i mean it's yeah. you know and they're just abusive to people like us that depend on them to be there and and it just creates backup and problems so i think there's got to be a, a resurgence in in work culture in america really and i think it's, it depends on the industry and what you do like i don't know maybe if you're a software developer or a blogger and you just sit by a computer for eight hours you know maybe working from home works but like especially with us like it's all relationship driven like when you have people either not here or you know with our suppliers or customers people leave companies switch jobs like you, you lose that relationship piece to it like I'm, sure I'm and, and anybody can place po's or give you a price but you get that relationship behind it and developing business that way like you can't just change person you know change who your contact is and expect that to still be there you're, you're developing that relationship with that person and there's a lot of collaboration that goes into it that's yeah. that and that that piece goes away when you are on an island oh yeah, yeah. so that's that that's that, that that's that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, does. it does. It does. It totally does. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we sit together. We don't schedule meetings half the time. We all sit together and we come up with stuff on our own that... Uh, yeah, we sit and chit chat and, and stuff comes comes up and ideas and we brainstorm and... We all pride ourselves on how long we've been here. I've been here 25 years. How long have you been here? 12. 15. <laughs> Going on 15, I think. 14, 15. Uh, it's five and a half. So I'm three... Um, almost three and a half. So we're all priding so. ourselves. Oh, this is how long I've been, you know, doing this. this is a, and, and chemicals aren't basic. They're intuitive. They're ever-changing. You know, the future of chemistry has to be uh, non-harming to the environment. I mean, all of this takes collaboration, like Javi was saying. All of this, we're a part of that, yep. you know. And yep. I mean, we're part of bringing bioproducts and natural products and sustainable products to the market and without us how how is it going to happen especially with these big companies that just cut their sales force and focus on their EBITDA and how many multiples of EBITDA they're going to get when they sell and uh, you know there's just you know so you know it's a uh, I think I think we're doing a good job, thanks to all you guys and everybody uh, remaining committed and not sort of jumping on this you know train of of 
let's just do the least we can do, which is just, ah, I don't know. It makes it's such me a sick bizarre concept. It. It's a bizarre like, concept. Like it, that blows my mind that that's actually something that people like do. Like yeah. how, why? I saw a post I, the other day of a guy set up on the beach with oh. his laptop and he put a green <laughs> screen behind him so he can go to meeting from the beach. <laughs> well, we had, uh, oh, I saw that. That we was... had one of our employees during COVID, he says, you know, uh, he, he's actually a commissioned agent, so he doesn't have to work, you know, eight to five like us. He just does what he does. You know, there's no stress on him. And he's, matter of fact, he's retired and just doing it part time. Well, he was saying, yeah, my son, he's full time. He, he, we golf every single day, sometimes 36 holes. And he's supposedly working, he says to me, <laughs> supposedly working. And I said, wow, that's, you know. That's wild, you know, that you're doing 36 holes every single day. I just think, I wonder during COVID, like, how much people's golf game improved. Really. <laughs> well, that's a, that would be a great study. That would to... be a great study right Harvard there. Harvard case study. Well, yeah, Harvard case study. <laughs> yeah. How much was the handicap dropped <laughs> yeah. during COVID yep. overall? Well, think about it. It compared was the perfect to prior time years. everyone at home. It was like March, right? Yeah. So just in time for the season to open up in what, like April, May, and then, you know. Yeah. That's a, and that's you're a... outside. You're not going to catch COVID from the person <laughs> next to you. <laughs> that's actually a great, I, I didn't think of it like that, huh? So you got handicap going this way, and then you got work efficiency going that way. That's gonna be the most yeah. interesting graph I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, that. let's have that for the next podcast. <laughs> all right, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, with all that being said, I think we'll uh, we'll move on to a uh, more detailed freight and logistics update, courtesy of the logistics company. Morning, Joe. Morning, Jamie. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 You guys look ready ready to go ready to go ready to rock we got one coming off a, a new baby congratulations thank you one thank coming you. back from two weeks in hawaii thank you congratulations yeah, <laughs> i wish i was still there but yeah. you know me too i feel like everyone feels that way yeah decent decent trip out there yeah yeah it was great it was what a lot you, of fun wedding sister's wedding my older sister's wedding yep beautiful nice not a bad spot to be not at all worst places at first, I thought she was like like lived here and just wanted to be extra and go to Hawaii. But the fact that she lives in Hawaii makes it yeah no it's acceptable. Nice experience to try and <laughs> That's blend a thing in. People with are some doing of, nowadays, right? Yeah, nice to try and blend in with some of the locals. Yeah, for sure. Not yeah. quite as not quite as tan as some of the yeah, locals. Yeah, no, are. I definitely stood out. <laughs> definitely stood out. Yeah. Uh, and Joe, congratulations, baby number two. Thank you, thank you. Big, uh, big. What two weeks? Three weeks now? Three Coming weeks? up on almost three. Yeah, flying by. Flying Crazy. By. Yeah. Second kid's the easy one though, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. That's <laughs> my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, getting into logistics. I know you guys have been uh, you know, out of the office a bit moving stuff around, but hopefully still keeping an eye on uh, and the, the pulse of what's happening. Um I trying. Guess, Jamie, I'll start with you on the on the rail side of things. I know it's been a big discussion point recently. Um, how's things moving in your recent exp- expertise on the on the rail side of things? I'd say on the rail side, we're, you know, pretty steady from where we've been. Um, lead times are still, you know, about the same. You know, most places we're still seeing, you know, our like two-week lead times on the same points that yep. we were before. Maybe, you know, a couple of days fluctuation here or there. But most things have been pretty steady. Um, the one thing, you know, rail, like with everything, fuel has come down a little bit so that should you'll see the ripple effect from that with rail in the coming months because yep. they lag behind a little bit but yeah i mean for the most part it's been pretty steady we've been talking a lot about things slowing down a little bit demand coming down a little bit have you got any i know 
with trucks, if you just don't, you know, if, if stuff's a little bit slower, you just take less trucks or ship less trucks. But with rail, obviously, you're locked into that rail car in a lot of cases. So have you had any issues with people being a little bit slower or not needing so much material? Or has that not really trickled into rail yet? No, it, it hasn't really trickled into rail. I mean, as you kind of hit on there, like a lot of it's dedicated equipment as it is. So, you know, we do have some times where, you know, Someone might slow down a little bit, but it's yep. relatively easy, I think, to find a new use for something. Yeah. So it, just to get the equipment moving and keep it moving, but it hasn't been an issue really yet yeah. at all. We'll see. And how about you, Joe? Some of your customers and prospects and things like that has still been robust demand for freight. Has things maybe cooled off a little bit? Things have definitely cooled off a little bit. We're still getting quite a bit of uh, drayage uh, requests, so um, that backlog of, you know, product coming in from Europe and China um, is still, you know, ongoing. So we, we get a lot of uh, requests for that. And I think people are starting to look more into warehousing solutions a little bit deeper. Yep. Um, some of the forecasts that they put out five, six, seven months ago when they're starting to order some of this product is now all of a sudden cooling off themselves. So yep. uh, looking at uh, repackaging opportunities that we can certainly assist with all on all of those. But um, even on the rail side, you know, people are looking for the most competitive rate. So rail still potentially is, you know, a cheaper solution than trucking in, in most long haul distances. So, uh, yeah, but we're, we're looking at that as an opportunity that if it's a little bit slower, then that's a great opportunity for us to get out on the road and yep. uh, meet with some of our customers, prospects, and, and, you know, on the other side of it, grow the business even more. So, And when you say people, you're getting inquiries for drayage, that means getting stuff out of ports. So the ports, are, ports remain busy, you're getting stuff out of ports, whether it's going to a warehouse or direct to a customer or whatnot. Absolutely, yeah. Isotanks, dry containers, um, any one of those coming in off the vessel. So that remains a big pain point for a lot of people. Yeah, potentially. I mean... Um, Port of LA and Oakland uh, underwent a, uh, a pretty good um, strike about, what, three, four weeks ago now? Yeah. Um, so that kind of held up some stuff out there, which was already, you know, backlog as it was. So yeah. um, everyone's already looking for solutions to try and, you know, subvert around New York and Port of LA as much as possible. So it's just another, you know, hey, can we pick up at Charleston, Savannah, yeah. all of those, which we have a deep roll decks of carriers to help out with so the ports are ports are keeping you busy versus inland moves and things like that yeah i mean we're getting quite a yeah i I think that's kind of where we're seeing a lot more inquiries at least on on my uh my side of things we're seeing a lot more of those inquiries but um trucking still you know i think now more than ever um people are really price conscious and uh looking to uh be as competitive as possible yeah yeah we were just talking this morning it seems like a lot of every time we talk to customers and plants they say that demand is still strong and people are really moving through material but on the tcc side of things it seems like stuff's been a little bit slow july and august um so we take that as people are obviously still making product using raw material so i think a lot of people have had high inventories throughout covid they're worried about having emergency stock or whatnot so maybe burning through a little bit of that to get back to kind of normal inventory levels so i wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of that happening where stuff may be a little bit slower for july and august because people are trying to burn through what they have or having a warehouse that's allocated for them but assuming demand stays where it is because everything we've heard you know demand is still high for a lot of different uh, different types of products whether it's wire and cable or home building or paints and coatings um, that's going to pick right back up at some point you know people only have so much inventory on the floor for emergency stock so right. once that goes goes back down people are back to normal inventory levels it seems like stuff will pick right back up yeah i i think that's probably you know the case i think this whole recession that they're trying to push right now is, is making a little of some people a little leery on on what they want to consume or forecast out a little bit more but um 
yeah, I think it's it's at least from what we're seeing, um, kind of coming back down to a little bit more of a, a pre-COVID norm yeah. than, than we've seen in the past probably year and a half or so. Yeah, I, I'd say for sure we're definitely starting to see some of like the waves and ripple effects come back into play where we're seeing, you know, some of the imports still, you know, the wave of containers that maybe were held up in China or the Pacific, other places like that. We're starting to see a wave of that material coming in. And then, yeah, people definitely becoming a little bit more wary of their, you know, inventories as we're going through, you know, the recession and other things happening and the uncertainty in the yep. market. Um, and that, yeah, pushing back on, you know, prices definitely for freight because everything's be- going to become more competitive, which might, you know, keep rail busy, for instance, on like some of the long haul containers and things, trying to move those intermodally yep. versus just by truck. And you mentioned fuel surcharges coming down, which is hopefully good news, um, you know, between crude coming down, leading to fuel surcharges coming down. So helping out with freight rates a little bit, at least. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I think we're finally seeing that come back to reality as well. Yeah. Thankfully. I mean, even for every one of us when we go to the pump, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. finally see that yep. coming down. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think that's kind of anything else exceptionally causing you guys issues or getting more inquiries. Obviously, it sounds like the you know the dread continues to be a big focus here recently and, and for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, I think just obviously the repackaging opportunity, warehousing opportunity um, has forced us to expand our network, which is awesome because yep. at any point in time, it's great to have that in your in your network. Yep. Um, you know, as we potentially slow down a little bit, like we said, it's, it's great to be able to get out and see some more people and have a little bit more free time and not feel like you're getting swamped and missing yep. other opportunities. So yep. um, it's afforded us a little bit more of that. You got some travel planned at all? Are you uh, are you on, on baby duty here for the next couple of months? <laughs> yeah. what's, what's coming up? Uh, passing off the baby. I uh, actually headed out of town <laughs> tomorrow for a quick overnight to head to uh, Indy for ChemEdge. Uh, and then I've got probably three to four shows in, in uh, September that we'll have posted up that we can uh, nice. be out more transportation related, try and, again, build the Rolodex of carriers. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Good talking to you guys, and uh, we'll have you back on an episode here soon. Great. Yeah. At what Thanks point, for having us. At what point do you start the Go Bills sign-offs? Is it too early yet? <laughs> it's a little too early. All right. All it's right. a little too early. Next one. Absolutely. Next one. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. All right, moving on. Price updates and trends. It's uh, pretty much smack in the middle of August, so I know we're starting to think about September pricing. Um, obviously, as we talked a little bit before, we're seeing kind of mixed bag with what's happening with both natural gas and crude oil. So... I think it'll be interesting coming into September what pricing does both based on raw materials as well as if we keep hearing some supply issues um, throughout Europe, whether it's due to gas shortages or the Rhine River or I guess more than likely both. Um, so I don't know if you guys have started to hear anything about September pricing yet on things like plasticizers or any of other large large products or maybe a little, a little too early to start hearing about next month. I haven't heard much. It seems like everything's pretty flat yeah. to down for the most part. I can't, I can't think of any outliers, but I haven't heard much for September postings or initiatives at this point. I feel like when things are going up, everyone knows they're going up. But when there's decreases, eh, like we're not really going to make it public. Like, Everybody waits to see yeah. what everyone else does. Yeah. Keep it on the VL. Yeah. I mean, you know, overall, I think, you know, you're still seeing um, – you know, strong values in mixed xylene, so things like dalek and hydride is still very strong, and there's also been quite a bit of uh, manufacturing issues. Um, oxo alcohols overall, um, 
in in regions like Europe and, and Asia, they've certainly been down. Uh, U.S. has been relatively stable with propylene being flat and costs to ship from both Europe and Asia super high. Um, so, and then there's been, you know, quite a bit of, um, you know, problems in production that people have had to go on the market and buy. Uh, as far as oxo alcohols, we're coming up on seasonality for things like uh, methanol, glycols, um, which are down slightly, and, and glycols have been certainly uh, down for quite some time. Uh, I expect to see those come up through the, uh, you know, through the season, through the through the demand season, uh, as they normally do, as demand increases, and hopefully, um, you know, things like uh, methanol, the olefins in China will, will improve, and. And even demand for fuel in China for methanol might improve, but you know methanol is down, which is typical for summer overall. Um, you know things like benzene uh, cratered quite a bit from super super high to high, you know five thirty, five forty to four bucks. So that's impacted things like styrene, uh, adipic acid, things like that, where prices have uh, come off considerably. Um, Plasticizers have the uh, downside impact of the of the oxo alcohols, but the upside impact of phthalic. So they've been relatively flat, although demand is pushing pricing down. And uh, you know, uh, products like DOTP, which um, you know really aren't weren't completely widely accepted as you know a primary plasticizer. Those have been uh, pushed lower by imports from uh, places like uh, Asia and Turkey, especially. Um, so we've seen that price crater quite a bit um, where you know other general purpose plasticizers like DOP, DINP relatively flat to slightly down and we expect some more down for uh, September. So I think that's my overall impression of what's going on right now, at least in North America. I don't know that I could add one more thing to that. No, that was <laughs> I was going to say that was that was yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on. How do you, how do you, how do you concur? <laughs> concur? Concur, concur. <laughs> 10-4. Um, yeah, I guess you're, you are our newly um, demoted glycol manager, <laughs> if, if you will. Demoted. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's the correct uh, word for uh, giving something away? Yeah. Glycols have been reallocated. Yeah. Reallocated. Yeah. 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 So that's a better way to put it. Corey Mullins <laughs> is now our glycol product manager and, um, you know, frees up time for me to play some more golf and <laughs> <laughs> work, work from home. 36 holes are going to work on handicap. <laughs> Uh, that was a, that was a lob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to sneak that one in there. Um, but yeah, it's a good point. with something we haven't really talked about. But moving into the winter, like it's weird to think about. But you know, starts hearing some of that seasonal demand for methanol and glycols, and people starting to stock up on and downhole. You know, downhole stuff should improve as we you know prioritize our own energies. You know, I think you're starting to see you're going to start seeing some more downhole products, yep. which are, you know are glycols and methanols and things like that. You know, so. To keep the keep the oil flowing from our fracking yep. here domestically. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Some interesting things happening. I think in the U.S. I, maybe we could have talked about it in the beginning part of this, but like Biden signed that that um, chip bill. So there's there's like IBM, the IBMs of the world building new chip plants in the U.S., which would help things really everything, phones, cars, um, computers, all kinds of technology. So it's talking about investing in you know U.S. supply chains. That'll be an interesting, I think, uptick between obviously building those plants and then having more chips available domestically for automotive production and phones and things like that. That'll be a, I think we hear a lot about limitations from our customers because they can't get chips, so they don't need to, you know, use paint. But, you know, if that chip shortage improves, that'll obviously be a uptick for 
I think U.S. demand and production over the next. I mean, it's going to be five, ten. It's going to be a while. Yeah, we're we're looking at a while till we get our own production facilities up and running. But it is a, it, it it is a bold and a smart move. I mean, yeah. we've we've seen you know like depending on foreign countries like Germany on gas, you know, a, a Germany on Russia, you know, depending on Russia for gas, you know, some some things are too important to you know allow that uh, leverage to uh, somebody who might have a leader that becomes, uh, you know, not friendly. And so, yeah, I think it's important that we invest, and it's good to see that uh, some of these bills are getting passed, although they're just staunchly uh, Democrat. And then we are coming up to uh, midterms, so that's going to be interesting. Um, You know, we'll see what happens during midterms, but there's, I'm not looking forward to hearing all the BS, you know, and the fact is they're all worthless. So <laughs> I think um, every every other ad on TV is just someone running for governor or whatever. Yeah, yep. Jesus. I mean, we need a break from this the stuff. The lawn signs are all back. Yep. The lawn signs oh, are back. God, I know. That's all we need is more flags and signs. <laughs> but hopefully that uh, everything works out and we get, uh, you know, um, a government that works for us on our behalf and yep. and that's that's a that's a stretch <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so obviously starting to think about some of the seasonal products for winter time um what else are we uh what else are we working through on inventory here nicole i know this has been a project of yours so well we've got like you mentioned the food products um that you know that's become i've seen actually a lot more in inbound requests for for that um so I'm curious to see if there's any, you know, correlation with something that's going on or, you know, just, uh, you know, more production or just second source of supply. Um, we can usually see like a good trend if something's getting tight, all of a sudden we start getting, you know, calls. Well, and. But you know what's interesting is uh, those products are more LTL volumes, you know, versus full truckload, right. which is, is nice. But, you know, it, it's a lot of the same, you know, one to three pallet type uh, requests. So, um, but they're consistent. So, yeah, just interesting to and see. And sometimes mixed. You know, you might have yep. citric, malic, and fumaric on there rather than just one product. So, oh, they're all mixed. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's rare that we're seeing inbound requests for those, you know, that line with just one item on it. Right. So it's nice because you can kind of build out, you know, your portfolio there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the packaged uh, plasticizers, we've got, you know, stock of uh, DOTP, DINP, DPHP, Elator, CH, uh, DIDP, DINA, um, just to name a few. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that has slowed a little bit, um, but I do anticipate uh, as people move through their inventory that they're going to be, you know, we did see, we saw a huge boom with purchasing and yeah. everyone, you know, filled up their, 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 uh, their sort of like their know, security inventory. You know, if they yeah. have tank for DIMP, they'd put 20 totes of DIMP on the floor for just in case a truck didn't show up or, yep. you know, cause that was, and still is a common occurrence. So I think that, you know, security supply meant keeping packaged goods well and you know what on I the floor. you know what I think is gonna happen as we go into I know it's funny Angela brought it up this morning flu season not that we want to think about it but you know you yeah. think that the logistics are you know kind of tight now as it is but uh, you know I'm curious to see how that's gonna roll out once everyone kind of goes oh you know like you had mentioned too oh I don't feel good I'm gonna call out right. well what's that gonna do you know long term to to everyone and and how how can you be reactive to it so yeah I think it's smart to keep that you know, that security inventory. I think that people were 
smart to do it and still are, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen some of the I think, other extreme options where like one of our plasticizer customers was buying some totes of plasticizer and instead of continuing to do that, they just put a second tank in. Mm-hmm. So rather than having totes on the floor, they just, they made the investment to install a second tank, which is obviously more economical in the long run, so. Yeah, floor space is at a premium. We're hearing that a lot of warehouses are tapped out, you know, they're just, uh, yep. they're they're busting at the seams right now, so. Uh, yeah, you know, if you can, and, and bulk is certainly a uh, a lesser expensive alternative. Uh, you know, you, you're paying for the packaging. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, but alternatively, the shipping is cheaper. I was, you yeah, know? The, yeah, the, you, the you the get it on both sides, of, yeah, you know? You, so you win on the fact that you can take uh, LTL or you can ship, uh, you know, in a dry box. It's, uh, it's cheaper to go farther yep. uh, than liquid bulk at this yeah. point, more available. Yep. Yep pros and cons to each side but you know i think it's uh, to your point i don't think it's a bad thing at all to have that safety stock on the floor if you're not a regular packaged user because you you know i think a lot of people ran into situations where they need it didn't have it and couldn't get it and is the plant shut down worth it yeah i think you're gambling i mean we haven't had a hard hurricane season that could come i mean you know who knows what's going to happen if if china decides to invoke uh their uh and you know their Taiwan being their own, you know, then that yeah. that could get really, really scary. So, you know, safety stock is, you know, for geopolitical and global weather patterns is probably a safe bet. Yep, for sure. Do you ever think you'd have to hedge your inventories based on what's going on in politics? I think so. <laughs> uh, geopolitics, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, that's, uh, if, I, if I look back at the last 10 years of my career, the impact has been pandemic, weather, probably and then geopolitical those are the three i mean that it's not you know and then the other fact is that with the amount of investment in petrochemical production in china there was a lag in investment worldwide and therefore we're running you know old plants very hard and they break often so you know that's been a, a massive impact that i've seen and and unfortunately that's you know turned into some uh, very dangerous and critical situations with uh, you know fires, explosions, et cetera, which we never ever want to happen and never want to see any loss of life. But you know when you run these plants hard, you know the population is growing worldwide. People want to raise up their lifestyle to live the highest and best lifestyle they can on this short time when we're on the earth, and they want stuff to do that, and sure. that's where we are. So the more their demand rises, if you don't have a good solid infrastructure of um, raw materials to production, It's it, you're going to have breakage and you're going to have outage and you need safety stock. Yep, something I think will be a trend for the next 10, 5, 10 years, up, updating some of these could plants. Get, could, and, could get more intense, yeah. you know what I mean? That's all I've seen in the last 25 years of my career. I've seen it get even more intense in the last 10. Yep. Events, conferences, trade shows, I think we're all home for a while, which is nice. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the next big one you guys have coming up? EPCA? EPCA on Apple. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Yeah, they're they're, they're they're talking about not having the EPCA. Yeah, we're so, all we're all uh, coming. We're all going to Apple, right? We're doing yeah, a remote. Yeah, do you need support at uh, Apple? Cancun. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that's. <laughs> I mean, company wide, we should bring Kettle Bottom. <laughs> we should bring all of the customer service. Everybody should. Go. Well, this this precise booth right on the beach. It's gonna be great. You know, <laughs> green screen. Green behind. screen. Yeah. No, no green screen. We're gonna show people where we are. You're right. We don't need to be like that guy on Instagram. We're gonna we're gonna embrace it. We're gonna embrace it. 
Uh, sort of like that NACD conference in Hawaii. It's like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. They, oh, wow. yeah, they do. The West Coast goes to Hawaii. I mean, it's like, whew. yeah, the Northeast I regional mean, ones in like Maine and the West regional <laughs> ones in Hawaii. Yeah. We, we Those are going to be two polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, we got the, we got the bad end of that stick. <laughs> I mean, Maine's not a bad place, but it's no, but not I mean, Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I we're not comparing yeah. apples to apples Let's, here. You know. Uh, look like Bermuda. I mean, we've got options. Doesn't yeah, even mean, if you, if you, you have know? to take a plane, I mean, no one's driving to Hawaii. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> who manages our Who manages our California operations? I mean, they should probably be there, right? Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> <Ages> <laughs> like me. I volunteer. You just gave up glycols. You got time on your hands, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, you know what? There are probably some nice golf time. courses yeah. out there you mm. can hit up. I mean. Nothing but free time. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that kind of that kind of wraps things up. Anything else we missed? Anything else to talk about? Got your wedding coming up, Benny. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. One, one more one more episode before the, oh, before the wedding, I guess. Boy. Really? Oh, so yeah. you you have the timeline laid out? Yeah. I mean, it's it's six weeks away, which is weird to say. I feel like it's been this thing in the distance, and now it's like you it's know, a reality. I remember what I was doing six weeks ago. It didn't feel like that long, so <laughs> it's, it's going to come up fast. It's going to be as these things do. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, everyone at this table will be there. We got Rob's RSVP on, yes, the, yes, on, yes. The, on, on the due date. It was August fifteenth. I had, yep. a, you know, I got you know Rob. four kids and four dogs. I got to make sure everybody's <laughs> taken care of for that few hours. Yep. I got to be there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We talked about people when you send out an RSVP. It's either the first day they get it, they send it back, or the day it's due. I, I couldn't have been they the only s- one that RSVP'd mm. on the due date. Okay, all right. No. So, yeah, <laughs> how do you so how do you manage doing it on the due date? Do you put it in your calendar or like how do you? Like, I, I, I would have forgotten I, about see, it. The thing is, like, I knew it was August fifteenth. I just knew in the back of my mind because I looked at it and Lynn handed it to me at home and said, you need RSVP for this because, you know, it was one of those things where you had to type in, you know, he's so technical. You, you got <laughs> to type in their their website or whatever to RSVP. So she said, on your computer at work, RSVP. So I put it onto my desk and I said, yep, I got to do that by August 15th. And then it kept clicking on my head and it was bothering me that I hadn't done it yet, you know. So just that's just how it goes with me, Come you know. So, it actually is like a relief. It's like <laughs> popping is it. You know, when you RSVP, <laughs> I don't have to think about that August 15th date uh, anymore. But uh, for some reason, it uh, it took me till August 15th to do so. But you, you are, I think, one of the only people that RSVP'd on the due date that we didn't have to remind, though. Oh, well, so, that's uh, nice. Everyone yes. else at RCP, I guess. I always knew yesterday. I was going, Benny. I just, you know, just took <laughs> you know, the formality. formality. That, I wouldn't miss thing. it for the world. I mean, but, you know, yeah. I had to just make sure everything was lined up. Everything <laughs> yep. was good to go, you yep. know. And, yep. Um, but uh, no, it's all good. And we're looking forward to it. Now I've got to make a seating chart. Figure out where everyone's gonna sit. Is that why you asked me today about the seating yeah. chart? Ah, oh, yeah. I figured. That's the I gotta worst make part. Nicole's yep. a good person to help you with that stuff. Yeah, she. Uh, I have to make one for Big Al's baby shower next oh. week. Yep. So that She's should got be experience. Oh, that should be fun. Professionals. Yeah. Teamwork so, yeah, well, makes the dream work. No. One more, one more episode pre-wedding. That'll be the pre-wedding episode, I guess. And then honeymoon is Italy. Ew, wow. We're going to go. We'll go. We'll You're going to be on a diet. You're going to have a lot of intake of vino <laughs> and pasta. Yeah, yep. my suit stretchy. Napoleon so that's, that's pizza. Okay. Yep. Your suit stretches. All right. A lot of pizza. A lot of pizza, a lot of wine. What's nice. up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. People recognize you in the streets in Italy. You're the guy from the podcast. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're looking for. You're the big uh, shot from that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I love it. Uh, so yeah, I think good good episode. A lot going on. Um, seems like there's always a lot going on. A lot of different things every time, which is good. So good uh, good sit down, talk to you guys. Appreciate the time, and we'll uh, see you in September. See you in September. Good. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.